We will catch you back at our regular time next Monday with a brush. Brush. A brush. Which I actually meant to say was fresh or brand new. A brush new step show. New <laughs> quote from the wine and shine. We'll be back with a brush new episode. <laughs> <laughs> Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. When the moon hits <laughs> your eye like a big pizza, pizza pie. <laughs> I honestly thought that's what you were about to start singing. Oh, oh hey, Wine and Shiners, we're hey, back. We're having a little jam session. <laughs> having a little, anyone else know any songs about the moon? There are lots. Are there any? Blue I'm, moon. <laughs> if I could live on the moon. <laughs> What's that? Oh, I do not. No, oh my if I could live on the moon. No, no, no. This is from, oh my goodness, it's the best ever. It's Elmo sings it or Ernie sings it from Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I'd like to live on the moon, but I don't think I'd like to live there. I, I don't, something like that. Um, we're talking about the moon, guys. We're talking about the moon, if you haven't noticed, and the sun, and Mercury. And the planets. And everything. We're talking about the cosmos today. We are. With Ambie Kavanaugh. Um, we, if you guys listen to that So Retrograde, you have heard her because she is a frequent guest talking about astrology. Like, she comes on, I don't know, monthly, maybe? Or something. And yeah, she's just so wonderful and so knowledgeable. And we dive into all the things. All the things. I like that she, so she calls it soul astrology. And I yeah. like that she, her whole spin on it is basically, um, and you found this on her website, so I'll just like take it right from there. We don't predict the future, we create it. So yes. it's this whole idea that, you know, you don't pull up your horoscope every day and say, oh, it says I'm going to have a crappy day and now I have to like completely alter my life to bring that to truth and make mm -hmm. that a reality. It's saying, okay, this is the energy. This is what I have to work with. How am I going to make it work for me? And I'm how am I going to live my best life based on what the cosmos is giving me right now? Yeah, it's using the energy of the cosmos and then realizing that we also have our own energy. So if we're putting out negative or fearful, fearful energy, that's going to come back to us. Right, which goes right back to elevate the globe. Exactly. This is all connected. It really, it's a series. It was very planned. Yes, it's not, not planned <laughs> at all. Just happened to record two episodes that related incredibly well. And isn't that the universe working? Coincidence. Yes. Yeah, so even if you are kind of on the fence about astrology, I think listening to this episode will really help clarify some things for you because a lot of times I think that People are like, oh my gosh, horoscopes, they're BS. Like, I don't believe in horoscopes. And it's really, if you do think about astrology and just the horoscope you read in the newspaper. Who's reading the newspaper? <laughs> Isn't that where they used to be? When you pull them up in the newspaper. <laughs> or when you pull up Cosmopolitan magazine and read it in the back. Yeah, that's true, I did that. Yeah, they were in all the magazines in college. I remember seeing them. But yeah, I mean, when you look at it in just that sense, it is very like, oh my gosh, yeah, whatever. You can pull whatever you want out of your horoscope. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely looking at the broader picture, looking at the energies and realizing that we are all part of this bigger universe and... It relates. We all relate to it. Yeah. So let's get hippy-dippy. Let's go a little woo-woo, but trust it because 
there's, we talk later, there's science in there. Yes, absolutely. There's truth in there. So getting hippy-dippy, getting a little woo-woo, let's dive into this episode with Ambie Kavanaugh. Hi, Ambie. Thank you so much for coming on the Wine and Shine podcast today. Me and Liz are very excited to talk about astrology and the cosmos and all of the things that are, I feel like, just flying towards us here in March. So I'm really excited to dig in and talk all about it. Oh, thank you very much for having me on. It's an honor to um, meet you guys and to connect. So I'm excited to provide some astro insights and some celestial musings mm. to your audience. Yes, fun. so much fun. We've had, uh, where? who else have we had on that's been in this world, Liz? Um, Chris Medina. Chris Medina, but he was more in the psychic realm. Mm-hmm. But we haven't really talked, oh. I guess, astrology no. specific. Mm-mm. He So we had oh. a psychic on. It was really fun. He, he read us on air and it was really cool. But he talked about how he actually has a friend who's an astrologer and they kind of work in tandem. Like he'll oh, he'll work with yeah. her to make sure his visions are connected and she'll work with him to make mm-hmm. sure the astrological signs that she's seen are also accurate. And I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, very cool. I, I mean, the, the two energies do sort of work together because, well, I feel like the cosmos and, and the celestial happenings, the kind of uh, overarch everything, you know. So if somebody's intuitive, it's just, and that's a psychic, and they're kind of reading energy and reading into somebody's aura or what's going to happen and come up with them to a degree that is naturally aligned with celestial occurrences. Does that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So how did you get into astrology? Were you always really connected to the astrological world, or did you kind of fall into learning more about it? Well, it's funny, you know, that you asked that because I came from a family of, of people, you know, mystics and healers and homeopaths and astrologers. And mm-hmm. even though a lot of members of my family were sort of had much more traditional career paths like doctors and lawyers, they still all had this kind of woo-woo mystic side to them. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with astrology being a very big part of our lives. I kind of my parents talking about, oh, there's this happening, or oh, there's that happening, and we should be careful about this, or we should be mindful around that. And so it just very much, you know, when I was young, was sort of what's going on up there? I'd be looking at the stars and thinking, well, what's happening up there? Because it's obviously having an impact on me down here. And so that just birthed this natural interest in astrology that then when I was a teenager sort of developed, as I think it does for many of us, um, into reading my horoscope and trying to find out more about, trying to find out what was going to happen to me. And then as I got into sort of my 20s, it developed even further into understanding astrology better. But it was really in my 30s that I kind of really, I guess, sort of had a big big spiritual awakening. And as part of that awakening, I realized how much what had been happening astrologically had actually impacted me and created either these obstacles and more big challenges and quite difficult sort of periods of life, all these other amazing opportunities and you know, open doors for me. And so when I sort of understood the correlation, it led me to realize that this was something that I wanted to understand further, not only to heal myself and to kind of get my life on track, but also to help other people. Mm, wow. So how often, if someone isn't like if someone is at that place where maybe they're coming and they're like, wow, I really want to learn how astrology impacts my everyday life. And I want to kind of take control of my future like you did and say, I want to, you know, heal through astro- astrology or learn what's maybe around the corner for me. Is that something like, 
that you recommend people do on a daily basis or at least in terms of horoscopes? Like what's what's a normal way to check it, I guess? <laughs> yeah, it's a great question because here's the thing. You, you may have heard me use the term soul astrology with regards mm-hmm. to the astrology that I practice. And I do think that there is a difference, a distinct, because soul astrology was something that I birthed to kind of receive that name during the meditation and during some of the most difficult times of my life. And it birthed this whole sort of cosmic coaching practice that I set up. Mm-hmm. And soul astrology differs from astrology, traditional astrology in that I think people often turn to a traditional astrology to predict their future or to go, oh, that's why this bad thing is happening. Or, oh, mm-hmm. I want to know when I'm going to meet that tall, dark, handsome stranger. Mm-hmm. And the difference with soul astrology, which, you know, everyone wants to know that, right? <laughs> right. Um, the, the difference with soul astrology is that soul astrology says, okay, here are these themes of consciousness. Here are these celestial events that are happening. And here are the energies of those celestial events. And here's how each of us can work with those energies to manifest more of what we want in our lives and to release that which doesn't serve us. And I personally feel like this is not to diss sort of astrology, traditional astrology, because I think it's amazing. But I have seen, because I was, you know, I often, the most of the mistakes that I sort of help other people with are mistakes that I've made myself. And I have seen other people make this mistake with this because I did it myself, is that we can become obsessive with astrology. Like, oh my God, Mercury's retrograde. Let me blame my entire world going wrong on that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you know, it's the full moon. Like, that's why, you know, we can just use it as an excuse and we can become too dependent on it and be looking to that thing outside of ourselves to dictate our futures. And I think that that's really dangerous because I always say, and I mean, it's not my expression, I think this is an expression which has been used over the years, is that that the stars do not compel, they impel. So they don't force something to happen. They don't make something happen. They create an energy that we as individuals can work with Mm -hmm. and create what we want, you know? So that's what soul astrology does. And in that way, one of the most basics of soul astrology is don't be obsessive you know, but do work with the lunar cycles every month. Do work with the new moon and the full moon and use them as kind of, you know, the cycles of nature to have a check-in of, oh, where am I at? Like, hey, new moon, what would I like to manifest this mm-hmm. month? What what sign is the new moon in? What's going on? What else is going on? What are these themes of consciousness I can work with? Oh, hey, here's a full moon. I'm feeling a little bit intense. Or maybe I'm feeling like things are coming to, you know, celebratory fruition. Whatever it is, what's the full moon falling in? Like, how can I work with that energy? So it's about taking responsibility and co-creating with the cosmos. That's the distinct difference between astrology and traditional astrology. I love that. And I actually, I was when I was on your website, I wrote down like in my notes where my questions are, I wrote down the quote that you had, we don't predict the future, we create it. And I thought yeah. that that was so powerful because I've noticed, and this goes back to, traditional astrology, I think people sometimes are like, well, the horoscopes, I don't know. They think that horoscopes, like you said, kind of dictate what they should or shouldn't be doing. And I almost wonder if when people have that mentality, if that's why you see a lot of people that don't believe in astrology because they take it too literally. And so, yeah, have you noticed that that's correlated Yes, absolutely. And, you know, listen, many of the, I have many people in my life who don't believe in traditional astrology at all. But when I sort of sat down and talked to them about astrology and sort of explained that it's themes of consciousness, it's, it's opened them up a bit. Because what they don't like is sort of people blindly 
being led by the mass, you know, the masses being led like sheep and sort of going, oh, there's this thing happening that's bad. This means that this is bad. This bad thing's going to happen in my life. Well, this has happened. So that means, you know, this is good and this is definitely going to mm-hmm. happen in my life. I think people that who are logical tend to find that kind of following and that kind of consciousness very frustrating because it's about giving our power away and it's about not making reasoned decisions. So I think that, you know, when you see something that's a bit more responsible, that's saying, hey, here's an energy that's going on. Uh, you can work with this in this way in your life in a very practical way to make your life better. Up to you then to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that it's better than sort of, you know, maybe like organized religion sort of being something, well, everyone says that we shouldn't do this or we should do this. And it's just following blindly is, is to me, it's crazy. You know, that's mm-hmm. not conscious living. Mm-hmm. I love that conscious living. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, like choosing to work. I love just the idea of choosing to work with the energies as opposed to the energies mm-hmm. working you, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. yeah, and I think it's really cool when... So, for example, have you heard of, um, now I have to look it up. I think it's Om. Oh, I get these emails. I'm going to look it up right now. Who are they by? Um, It's like Om something. Om something. Daily Om. That's it. Daily Om or something. Yeah, Daily Om. And they send, like, it's like a horoscope, but they send it every Mm -hmm. day or every other day. And I was sort of feeling off balance this weekend and really anxious for some reason. Just everything. My mind was just freaking out, super anxious. Sorry. Oh, I, I will tell you all about that in a minute. Oh, I was going to say, Why? like, I just looked at Nina because I was too. And you I were too? I actually said to my husband yesterday, this is going to be TMI for the podcast, but whatever. I was yeah, like, whatever. I think I'm just menstrual because I'm, but because that's what my, I was like, I can't think of any other reason that I feel so like. Are you? Yeah, but oh, but I'm not. And no, I also so was walking my dog and listening to music and weeping. Like I, I was, was like, mess. I was panicky Aww. all weekend. Yeah, and I didn't know why. Me too. Yeah. So well, I'm weird. still That's coming. A very good reason, ladies. Oh gosh, we'll have to dive in. <laughs> I'm still. I'm starting to come out of it a little bit today, and I, you know, made a point to meditate, and I had to like clean and organize everything in my house the past couple of days just to feel sort of. To put together in my I did life. The same thing. But what I was going to say is, I got my email from the Daily Ohm, and usually I delete them if I'm just not feeling it. You know, I won't even open it. I just swipe. For some reason, I opened it, and it was all about, you know, these changes that are happening and that you might feel unsettled. And I read the whole thing, and I was like, you are speaking directly to my life. And that was one of those oh, wow. times where I was like, see, that's, that's where I'm like, this is cool because the way I'm feeling is correlated to the energy around me. And it's it's not that it's dictating my life. It's just, it's... You're noticing it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so tell us the details. You. you can feel it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, so even though, as I said, and I, so I write these cosmic updates every month for the new moons and the full moons, and there's a general one that's for each sort of month, giving you the flavors of the month ahead. And this new moon that just passed, as I said in my cosmic update, it was the most full moony new moon that there's been in a long time. And it was because... The sun and moon, which always join together at a new moon, were actually joined up exact, almost exactly with a planet called Chiron, who is the wounded healer and who's all about our wounds and what needs healing in uh, our lives. Yeah. And so it gave this really wounded feeling. It's very full moony. You know, normally at full moon, things come up. Your stuff can come up. It, it comes up in the lunar spotlight. 
And, you know, this new moon had the same effect. I mean, I know a lot of people, myself included, I felt very off this weekend. There's nothing in particular that I can blame on. There's no big drama, but I just felt off. And then I know other people who had full-on, full-moon-like experiences this weekend with breakups and arguments and huge fights and, you know, huge problems. So it was because this wounded healer, Chiron, was illuminating in, at the new moon with the sun and the moon right on him our wounds and whatever it is that, you know, and it could be, it might not be something huge and dramatic. Like I said, I didn't experience anything huge and dramatic, but it was more within my psyche. I just mm-hmm. felt awful. But luckily, because I know what, the, what, what you know, what, what was going on, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to allow myself to feel really rubbish and to be really nice to myself and to know that this too shall pass and I can look a little bit further within and I can mm-hmm. dig a little bit deeper and see, you know, what's going on here. Is there something that needs healing or releasing? And it's passed, you know, and I feel a lot better a couple of days later. And as you've just said, you've been coming out of it yep. too. And, and so have I, which is wonderful. Wow. That's cra- It just blows my mind that three people like had the same feeling yeah. over a weekend. Yeah. I know that sounds like oh, I think coincidence, like but others. I think we, when, we, when we put this out to your lovely audience, I think we're going to realize that so many other people have also had this experience this weekend. Yeah. They're going to be like, no way. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love hearing that it, it makes me feel less alone and that it's uh, the it's happening in the cosmos, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody else is going through mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then also just the phrase, this too shall pass, because I think a lot of times, like maybe um, I didn't, I, I wasn't aware until yesterday or today when I was reading through these things that it had something to do with astrological events. And when mm-hmm. I'm not aware, I'm kind of, I blame it all on myself, I guess. And so it can be, instead of saying this too shall pass, you're like, what's going on with me? It's what's me. wrong? Yeah, it's, it's me. me. It's yeah. me. It's me. Yeah. But what's then wrong you can, with me? What's wrong with me? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can take a step back, like you said, and be like, okay, I'm just going to let this live through me. And I guess putting astrology aside, that's probably a good way to just look at everything that comes through your life anyway, as more of like a conscious reflection about what's going on in this yeah. too shall pass. And yeah. Yes, because it does pass, you know, just as winter has passed and now we are seeing the beginnings of spring. So every season in our life just passes, you know, we just have to get through it and be where we are and accept that we are in a particular season of life, but know that it doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have a question about, because we're in the astrological new year, right? Like that's just happened or is happening? It's about to happen because Ooh. it's the, the it, so tomorrow uh, when whenever well I don't know when you're putting this out but anyway you can always edit that out basically it's the spring equinox which marks mm. the end of Pisces season the end of the astrological year and the beginning of a new astrological year with the sun moving into Aries and Aries is the first sign of the zodiac and so it's the start of a new astrological year and it's just, you know it's spring it's fresh new energy coming in. Unfortunately, however, Mercury is going retrograde two days later, (laughs) which I know sends a lot of people into a spin. Can we talk a little bit about what that means? Because I think me and Liz even joked about it once. We're like, when Mercury's in retrograde, everybody just decides that everything's crazy. They're like, (laughs) Mercury's in retrograde. But sometimes I'm not sure even I understand exactly what that means. Do you mind touching on that a little bit? Yeah, of course. So look, you know, Mercury retrograde is essentially a planetary, it's an illusion, right? Mm. It's not like the planet Mercury actually goes, 
okay, I'm going to turn back around now right. and go that way. <laughs> and, and, and it's not that he either does, it, he actually does that. But from the perspective of Earth, he does do this kind of weird, bizarre, just because of how fast, you know, planets are moving and how fast Earth is sort of spinning. He does almost do this kind of weird, zigzaggy dance. So he does mm. actually cross over certain period parts of the Zodiac, meaning that he actually does go across certain, you know, certain degrees of the Zodiac. So he does go backwards in a sense. It's not like the planet is actually going backwards. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, it is an illusion. However, for us Earthlings, it has a very visceral effect on us. You know, it is, we can feel it. I mean, even people who don't believe in astrology at all, they notice that like, Mercury goes retrograde and they're like, ah, I just don't know, you know, why is my technology going on? Why is this mm. happening? Why is that happening? And so even though it is this illusion, I think that, you know, it does have an impact. But here's the thing. It doesn't, and this is again where soul astrology says it's all about our consciousness. Mercury retrograde does not need to be a bad thing. In mm. fact, I've had some of the biggest miracles of my life occur during a Mercury retrograde, including getting my green card you know, living in America, which I applied for a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And I actually, thank you. It was a big <laughs> process because I, d I did it by myself. So oh, wow. I for I met my husband. Yeah, which was, you know, I had to, I had to prove I was an extraordinary person, which is ridiculous. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. but I got that, I, I got that proved during a Mercury retrograde. You know, other people could have been certain about it, but hey, I had a miracle then. Yeah. I know plenty of other people have had miracles during this time. So Mercury retrograde does not necessarily mean mayhem. Mm -hmm. No, it just means mindfulness. How often does Mercury go in retrograde? So Mercury goes retrograde roughly three times a year, sometimes four times a year. And, you know, this is the first Mercury retrograde of 2018. Mm. So I'm looking at this Mercury retrograde as a beautiful opportunity to think about the year so far to reflect because Mercury retrograde is a wonderful time to do everything we reflect, review, revise, reconcile, reconsider, restart, redo. Mm. Um, and I, I, I personally think for each of us, regardless of our star sign, we can look at this Mercury retrograde and say, hey, it's, you know, March, it's like, gosh, it's like almost a third of the year is, you know, gone by. Where am I at with my goals for 2018? Mm -hmm. where, am, where am I at with 2018? What's disappointed me about 2018? What's been great about 2018? Um, you know, if I do have a big list of practical goals, where have I got to with those? Do I need to revise those? Do those, those goals still align with who I am right now? You know, because maybe life has taken me in a different direction over the last three, four months. And I just think it's a really good time to do all that kind of reflecting. And if there's something that needs fixing, that needs repairing, that needs redoing, do it now. Do it in the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. So when, when we are in Mercury retrograde, does it feel almost like we're unsettled or that things are just... Mm -hmm. going wrong and we're not it, quite sure why but also things can go well it's just if we notice that in our life it might be because mercury is in retrograde here's the thing things might seem to be going like them there may seem to be mercury mayhem or mercury muddles as i like to call them mm -hmm. where you know there's some miscommunication you know i've, I've seen people who've had breakups at that time and mm -hmm. the other person's regretted it and come back or 
friendship misunderstandings or a contract goes missing or a, a, you know, a parcel doesn't turn up. There can be these little mayhem things, but they, they don't tend to be sort of do or die. They don't tend to be this huge sort of life-changing dreadful event unless we make it that. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like wh- whatever goes wrong during that, like, hey, listen, my computer goes wrong every so often, you know. But when I know Mercury retrograde is coming up, in fact, I just went today, I go and take it for a yearly, you know, virus check and, mm. and, and re- re-adding the virus protection stuff. I, You know, I take my car and I go, okay, let's just check. I know it's not due for service, but let me just check on the water and the oil and the things like that, you know. I, I do those little sort of things that kind of get my house in order. And then if something out of the blue happens, like there's a misunderstanding or there's a miscommunication or, or something out of the blue happens, I don't panic because I often say, okay, mm-hmm. well, this relates to another human being and maybe that misunderstanding the situation or maybe there's some miscommunication and maybe this can correct itself. So it's about how you handle what's thrown at you. You know, if you... Got, you know, have a flat tire or uh, puncture in your car and Mercury's retrograde and you blame it on Mercury retrograde and get into a complete funk mm-hmm. and then you're, you're going to attract in more negative energy. Like maybe yeah. something else is going to go wrong after that. Whereas if you turn around and go, okay, you know, flat tire, but hey, I didn't have a terrible car accident. I'm fine. I'm healthy. I'm safe. My car's fine. I'm just going to change my thing and maybe I need to think a little bit more carefully about my tires in the future. You know, it's the filter. It's just like I always think of it as and again, this is what astrology teaches. It's, it's like Instagram filters that people put on their photographs. What filter are you putting on to yeah. view this event? Are you putting on a gray negative filter? Or are you putting on an overly rose-tinted filter? Or are you putting on a, hey, it's a glass half full filter? Oh my gosh, I live my life that way. Uh-huh. I, I just love Me that too. whole idea. And you're right, it's like the energy... I don't know if you can touch a little bit on just energy in general, but I really Ooh. have this strong belief that And I can see it. I can see it in the people I'm surrounded with at work or even friendships. It's like the energy you put out into the world really does come back. I feel like there's such a science to that, that when you're, you know, like putting a positive spin on things, then you're going to be obviously looking for more positivity to come back. And then that's what you'll receive as opposed to like putting that gray negative filter on. You're obviously going to attract those same sort of things back to you if that's, if that's the, um, filter you're putting on your life. So I don't know, can you talk a little bit about energy and how that works? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everything is energy. So, you know, just as these celestial themes of consciousness is an energy that we can work with, so too we have a choice every day with the energy that we choose to align with and the energy we choose to give to ourselves and we choose to give to the rest of the world. And that energy can be in our thoughts. It can be in what we say to ourselves what we say to others, it can be in the attitude that we choose to have for the day. And I do strongly believe that the energy that we choose is the energy that we then experience because we are, you know, we are in charge of our lives. We're at the, the sort of the helm of our ships, you know, and we have to choose what is the energy that I'm going to be thinking, adopting on Tuesday, you know, or on Thursday when Mercury yeah. goes retrograde. Am I going to be fearful or am I going to be positive? And it's always to me, either love or fear, you know, it's, it's, it's like faith or fear. It's one of those two. And so for me, it's important yourself with the energy with which you want to experience. Having said that, we sometimes all have bad days. Just as I said earlier, I felt rubbish over the weekend mm-hmm. for no particular reason. I felt awful. And I think that, you know, we can't always sort of positive energy our way out of it. We have to accept when we're feeling a little bit off. 
But I think in accepting it and saying, well, I accept that I feel this way and if there's something that's, you know, actually wrong and trying to work through that, then you can do that. And if you're just feeling off like I was and there's nothing particularly wrong, you can sort of say, okay, well, I feel off. Well, I'm going to allow myself to feel off, but I'm going to choose to think differently and to feel differently tomorrow. Or I'm going to choose, or I'm, I'm going to have the intention that I will feel differently tomorrow, that my energy, you know, my vibration will lift and I will be back to my normal sort of glass half full person. Um, and I think that that's something that each of us has a choice every day to tap into, regardless of what's going on in the cosmos or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean you 100% have control over your life in terms of your attitude and how you view it. And so I think even skeptics of all of this talk, which mm-hmm. I'm not, I think it's really cool, but I think anyone can get behind that, mm-hmm. you know, having that having that level mm-hmm. of, I know we don't have things in our control. Like, I don't mean to say like we, we can control everything, but we can control ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just talked about this with Elevate the Globe, mm-hmm. that our episode that came out, today as we're recording and they were talking about how there are these levels like fear I think was the lowest level and then joy was the highest level Mm -hmm. and we have these levels in between and I really resonated with the fact that if you're in that fear level you can't just automatically like you said just be like I'm going to be positive and then bounce back up right you can't just flip that switch you have to kind of work up the levels again and just saying like, okay, I know that I'm here, but what are some active things I can do to sort of raise my vibration and get me back to a positive space? Or just like, when does Mercury go retrograde? What's the date? So Mercury goes retrograde on Thursday, the 22nd of March. Okay. So in a couple of days time. Yeah. So even on those that day, you know, if you're feeling really strange or low, it's like, okay, like I might be here, but let's just give it some time and live through this and... It'll it'll all be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's just about raising that vibration exactly as you just said to the next level. Yeah. You know, you don't have to go from sort of feeling depressed or feeling really low to suddenly being like fake and full of beans that are just it's not real because that's not authentic. Right. You need to authentically raise your vibration. And authentically raising your vibration is to go to that next level. Like how can I be one up from where I am? It's gentle, you know? Mm. Yeah, we always have to be gentle with ourselves. I'm feeling really confident always. going into a Mercury retrograde because yeah, Liz. I well, I read my horse. I read my. I subscribe to Scorpio Mystique, which I find has really Ooh. good. We actually got that from um, that's a retrograde. Yeah, because that's Stephanie. Ooh. Yeah, is, um, a Scorpio. Yeah. Yes. You guys bonded over your yes. Scorpio ness. Um, but it said basically like for me being a water sign, the first. To be in Pisces was a very emotional time for me, apparently. And when I thought about it, I was like, ooh, I have had like, I don't want to say a rough couple of months, but like just an emotional couple of Mm -hmm. months. And now it says Mm. transitioning to Aries, I'm going to be a warrior. And it's no more complaining about stuff. And it's like getting stuff done. So I am not deterred by the retrograde. I'm feeling very good. Good. And I, good for you. I love that attitude. And I'm not either. You know, I just, I think it's going to be what it is. And I'm intrigued to see, you know, what, I mean, the past comes knocking during a retrograde. And that can be in the best possible way. You know, you could have an old work contact reach out. You can have an old opportunity resurface itself. Like, it doesn't have to be bad. It can be a really positive time. And it can be just a great time of recharging and resetting yourself. So I think your attitude towards it will dictate what it is going to be. You know, we will 
see, I'm sure, a lot of memes and funny things online <laughs> with people sort of bemoaning, um, bemoaning Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Well, okay, so I'm a little bit curious, Liz, you were touching on March being the new, or what did you say? The astrological new year. Yeah, and I read, and now I actually don't know if I read this in your newsletter or not, but is I read something about whatever happened last March is going to be like coming to a head this March or it's going to be resurfacing or is there something to this this new beginning of the astrological new year and what happened last March? Well, I mean, I'm not sure where you read that because I, I didn't necessarily think it was in mind, but here's the okay. thing. The eclipses just, <laughs> um, but you know, that there's not truth in that. Um, here, here's my take on it. I look at everything as being sort of seasons and I use obviously the, the seasons of life and seasons of nature and cycles, astrological cycles as markers to say, where am I since then? You know, where, where's my growth been since then? So when you think that the eclipses, normally the eclipses can end up being around the spring equinox and even the autumn equinox. But this, you know, this year the eclipse is a little bit behind. They were in the month of February. The eclipses often get triggered a month later. They're either sometimes they get triggered a month before, but if nothing happens during the eclipses, which are you know big sort of celestial change agents, which really shake things up for all of us, sometimes it happens the next month. Mm-hmm. So that is the month of March, given that the eclipses were last month, and so we can then go back and think about because the eclipses open six month windows of opportunity. What was going on last August September time? Because that's when there was the previous set of eclipses, mm-hmm. and what, and also when there was the fall equinox, which was in September. And what can we, what chapter, what cycle is coming to sort of fruition or to closure, to completion at this time, o- allowing us to open another new chapter, which then takes us through to you know the next fall equinox in six months' time. So yeah, you can absolutely look back. I mean, I'm looking back at sort of wish list and manifesting list I made a year ago. And a year ago, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't even married. I wasn't actually even engaged at the time. So a lot's happened yeah. you know, in that time. And then when I look back at six months ago, well, you know, I've now started my own podcast and it's like, that hadn't happened six months ago. And it's like all these things that I wanted to happen, uh, are, are, I can look back and sort of say, wow, a year ago, there was this growth. Six months ago, this happened. So I wonder what's going to happen in the next six months and then what's going to happen in the next year. Yeah. And that's what I think is a nice thing for each of us to do is to just do that checking on ourselves, you know? Think about these cycles and chapters and closing one and opening another because that's working with the natural cycles of Earth, of nature, and the cosmos. I love this because... I'm not a big fan of like New Year's resolutions and New Year's vibes. I love that this is kind of, it's almost bringing back those same themes just in a different mm. time period. So I love that it's kind of like, I don't know. I definitely did. I mean, even though I don't love them, I definitely did set things for 2018 that I wanted to accomplish. But it's almost kind mm-hmm. of like, I don't want to call it a reset button, but it's it feels like a time for me to re-examine those, some of those things like you mentioned that I actually for myself set a few months ago. Intention setting Wonderful. versus like setting hard and fast goals. Yes. I yeah. did not set like, I'm going to lose 20. Like I, I'm over right. that stuff. Yeah. I'm it, like this. I basically just say like, this is going to be the year of, and I keep it pretty vague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like that works better that. for me. 
Yeah. Well, so what do we have to look for here? And then like, so March is here and we have spring coming. Is there anything us newbies in astrology should do or look for or start practicing as we head into the spring months? Well, you know, so a busy month of March because it, you know, it was bookended, it's bookended with full moons. It started with a full moon. It, you know, had a very full moony new moon. Now we've got spring. Now we've got Mercury retrograde and it mm-hmm. ends with a full moon. So I think that if you are a newbie to astrology, maybe just think about this concept of Mercury retrograde giving you an opportunity to go inward and to reflect and to review your year to date and to think about the, and then obviously with the new season of spring coming and spring equinox, to think about what you would like to create over the next six months and to think about the, you know, all different areas of your life and what you want to create and maybe set intentions of what you want to come to fruition when we celebrate the autumn equinox, because there's something kind of quite poignant about that when you think about what those two days represent, because they're days of equal dark and equal like lightness, I love that. They're days of equal light and equal, equal night and equal day. <laughs> um, so it's just a time of equilibrium, you know. And so here we are at the spring when it's time of sort of new beginnings and blossoming and mm-hmm. things blossoming and sowing seeds. Think about what, what you know. How are you blooming? How can you bloom? And use Mercury retrograde to help you to really do the internal work that can create something externally in divine timing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, I think the theme for this podcast episode is using and working with as opposed to like, like it dictate exactly. whatever you're going to do. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I wanted to touch on the new moon and full moon concept just for our listeners that may not know. Mm-hmm. I've played around with, and I, I know my crystals, like I should charge them under the, the full moon and, yeah. and I should, and I get confused a little bit about what are the rituals you should do around the full moon and the new moon. And so if you wouldn't mind yeah. touching on those a little bit, it would help clarify some things for me. <laughs> Great, of course. So the new moon is a time when the sky is blank. It's when the moon and the sun meet together in a specific sign of the zodiac and there is no moon visible in the sky. And it's like this blank slate, this dark sky from which we can draw and set the intentions for the month ahead and think about what it is that we want to create on that canvas of that dark sky. Mm. And so new moons are very much about intention setting. Like, what do I want? What would I like to create? What would I like to come to fruition over the next month? So a good new moon ritual is just literally to write an in- in a list of in- intentions. And it can be, you know, you can do a hard and fast goal list if you want, but you can also just do intentions. Like I intend to feel joy over the next month. I intend to feel more love. I intend to feel more peace. Like what are the, what are the feelings that you want to feel if, if that's how inclined you are? Or you can set more kind of like I manifest X, Y, Z, you know, a list of sort of 10 things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. So that's new moon. We're setting intentions on the blank mm-hmm. canvas. I love that. That's yeah. a good mm-hmm. visual. Exactly. Yeah. I'm imagining it right yeah, now. Yeah. It's a really lovely visual. And then full um, moon. Full moon. So full moons are at a time where obviously we see that the moon is huge and yeah. big and bright and shiny in the sky. And in the actual zodiac, the moon is in, in opposition to the sun. So the sun and the moon are in two different opposing signs of the zodiac. And that, with that fullness of the moon and, and that like bright light shining down 
and that opposition between two different signs of the zodiac, what happens is that tension, there can be tensions that come building up with that energy of the full moon. So sometimes a full moon can be a time where if there's something that we need to heal, it comes up. It comes up bubbling up into the lunar spotlight mm. and it comes up for our attention so that we say, hey, there's, a, there's an underlying resentment or dispute with this person. I need to sort it out. Or, hey, I feel really upset about X, Y, Z. I have still some kind of wound inside about this type of situation and I need to heal it within so that I cannot experience it again on the external plane. You know, so that's what a full moon can be very healing and a releasing time for us in many ways. However, a full moon can also be a time of bringing things to celebratory completion, of things coming to fruition, of things coming to, you know, completion with the fullness of the moon. So you can use the full moon as a time of either healing or releasing, writing a burn and release list, of mm -hmm. writing down what it is that you want to release that, you know, I want to release sadness, fear, anger, whatever it is. Maybe it's a specific situation or I sometimes just write down, I release everything that does not serve me. And, you know, I just burn that on a piece of paper and it's like, I'm not, I'm just letting the cosmos decide for me. So you can write this release list and have this little ritual of going inwards and thinking about what needs healing or releasing. But you can also, depending on what's going on in your life, use this as a time of saying, hey, you know, this is a time of celebratory completion. There's something I've been working on that's come to fruition at this time. For me, two years ago at the Virgo full moon was the time when I launched my website. So rather than being sort of heavy time of healing, it was a time of like, hey, here's something that's come to fruition and mm -hmm. I've now got this website and I put it out there in the cosmos. I my One of my favorite rituals, see, I haven't done that with the full moon. It's always been more about the releasing. Oh. And so I've never done the whole reflecting on what's come to fru fruition. Wow, mm -hmm. that's a hard word for me to say. Um, I know, it's a tongue tie. <laughs> yeah, but I love that. Like, I've done the burning. Like Cody thought it was so weird. I remember I walked out on our balcony with a piece of paper and started burning it. And he was like, what are you doing? Like, why <laughs> like, are you burning paper on our patio? I have a real question. Yeah. What's the safest way? I would like to do this, but I'm concerned that it's a fire hazard. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure mine was the safest way. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm glad that you asked that question because one lovely couple I know who I got to do this and they actually set fire to no. part of their carpet in their no. house. It all went a bit wrong. Okay. So to me, the safest place to do this is, I mean, the most, listen, the most beautiful setting would be to do this in a fire pit outside looking at the moon. Yeah. There's something beautiful about doing it like that. But that's not reality. We don't always, all of us don't have a fire pit or the <laughs> capability to do that. And so I'm often doing it in our kitchen sink and I pull up the window, you know, we live in a high rise here in Los Angeles and I pull up the window and I'm like waving at the moon and I'm like looking at the moon thinking, oh, I really stare. So I set fire to, you know, over the kitchen sink because then I know that I can let go of the paper and it can go into the sink and it's not going to sort of, you know, set fire to something yes. in the house. And I, there's water there that I can put it out. So what is nice is if you can look at the moon either just before or during the burning ceremony, and that's wonderful, but that's not always physically possible or practical. So if so, just resort to what I do, which is the kitchen sink. It works very well for me. So I went on my patio and was looking at the full moon, but then I couldn't get the paper to burn all the way. And it was really bothering me that like one of my released, whatever I wrote on there to release was not burnt. And I was like, you need to go away. So I ran the, the fire paper into my kitchen and finished it in the sink. Nice. And that was my very... That's very funny. 
And, and just a little point on that is people, that often happens to people. And I always say to people, when something doesn't burn um, on your list or, or, or maybe there's something on your list every month and it's not burning and releasing, often look at what the piece of paper says and what mm. the specific thing is that you wrote down because that's often actually quite sort of cosmic synchronicity of telling you what the thing is that perhaps you're struggling a little bit more with with releasing. But I'm glad that you burned hmm. that baby out. <laughs> well, it's funny because I did make a point to look at it and I'm still struggling with the what it was. This was months and months ago. And I was like, why wow. aren't you flipping burning? Like you need to burn away. <laughs> oh, it was a challenge. Just goosebumps. Yeah. But again, it's like this whole, it's the whole thing about how can we start, if if listeners are tuning in right now and they're like, I still am not sure that I completely connect with what we're talking about. I think it's just taking a step back and just looking for the synchronicities and then maybe starting to t- yeah. dip your toes in the water and see if it feels good and, and juicy and connecting with yeah. you. Just awareness. Absolutely. Just awareness and listen, just maybe they can just like notice, maybe notice next month when, well, at the end of March, we have a full moon on the 31st. Just notice, be aware of what goes mm-hmm. on at that time. How do you feel at that time? What's popping up for you? What pops up during Mercury retrograde when there's a new moon in the middle of um, April? Look at that. What's happening at that time? Do you feel like maybe making, uh, you know, it might seem like a random date. I think it's the 16th of April. Do you feel like making a, a list of what you want to occur over the next month? Just Play with the energies yeah. yourself and find a way of of using it or not using it, but you know that, that serves you. I mean, that's the whole point of this work is, and that's the whole point of soul astrology is. It's to help you. So don't you know? Don't become a victim or or to the cosmos, or don't become sort of like obsessive over it because that doesn't help. But just being aware of these natural, you know, cycles of nature and the moon are surely things that can only help us. Right? Yeah. Just being our uh, awareness and just working with it in a way that feels comfortable for us. Yeah. And I have these really strong feelings about like, even when I think of the ocean and how the moon dictates, dictates the tides and how mm-hmm. there's the seasons, you know, like the earth so smoothly runs through the seasons and how the animals just so smoothly go through their course and their seasons. And it, it makes so much sense to me that us as animals or earthlings, you know, mm-hmm. how we are, we have to be connected to all of this in some way. Yeah, we're not so cool that we're apart from it. Yeah, it it doesn't, yeah, it just makes so much sense to me. And the more I've explored and gotten into it, and I'm a very, I am an astrological newbie for sure, the more I realize that it's it's really cool. It's just really cool how we are connected to the bigger picture. So when you think that, you know, we as human beings are 65% water and you think that the moon cycles affect and impact the tides of the ocean, you realize that just as they affect the ocean, so too the moon affects us. And, you know, therefore it serves us to honor those natural cycles of the moon and of nature and to try and see how best we can work with those energies. Mm-hmm. Science. Really? It really yeah. is. We, I mean, when you think about it that way, yeah. it's very sciencey. Yeah. When you think about it that way, it's not woo-woo stuff. No. It yeah. 
Exactly. Well, before we sort of... real. (laughs) Yeah. Before we sort of wrap up, I wanted to touch a little bit on the horoscope thing because I feel like that Mm -hmm. is another question that gets asked a lot when we talk about astrology. And what do you... So in basic horoscopes, I feel like it, it really is true. You can sort of relate to anything you want to relate to. Like you can find what you're looking for in basic astrology. Mm-hmm. But I know that there's mm-hmm. something to, um, and I'm going to totally butcher this, so this might sound silly, but like um, your house is, right? And your sun is in a specific house and your moon is in a specific house, right? Don't you need to sort of dive into those deeper details to really get the most out of your astrological chart and your horoscopes? I think what you're talking about is there is sun sign astrology. The most people are only aware of their sun sign, mm-hmm. right? So yes. They're aware of when they were born and of their sun sign. So they look at their sun sign astrology and they read the, the horoscope for Capricorn or whatever. Oh, my husband's home. Sorry, let me just tell him to shift. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, so, they, so they'll read their horoscope for Capricorn. But the thing is, is what they don't realize is that actually your rising sign is almost as important, if not more, than your sun sign and therefore, you ought to be reading for your rising sign as well. So if you don't know what your rising sign is, then, you know, and you're just reading for your sun sign astrology, you might be like, I don't really feel like this is relating to me. And that's because your rising sign is as important. You can work out your rising sign by going on a number of different free websites online and checking what your rising sign is. And then you can read for both your sun sign and your rising sign. And that will mm. give you a much more complete picture um, of how best to read your horoscope. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. I've always, I'm interested in learning more about my actual chart and diving into that. Oh, good. Yeah, it's next on the list of things I want to do. So can you oh. tell our listeners then a little bit about, so you have soul astrology that they can sign up for. You do one-on-one mm-hmm. sessions, correct? Where you can dive into people's yeah. charts. Maybe that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sign up for a yeah, session. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, just let me know. Yeah, I offer one-to-one readings um, where I basically explain to somebody what's going on. I, so, so for a newbie, I can offer a reading where I explain what their natal chart is, what it says about them, what you know their karma is in this lifetime, what their destiny is, challenges, blessings, et cetera, et cetera. And then somebody who's maybe had their chart done already or for somebody who wants to know, like, what's going on for me cosmically now? Like, how can I best work with these challenges or these opportunities? I can do a kind of transit reading where I explain mm. the current astrological weather affecting them. Sometimes people ask me to do a hybrid of both, and I do do that, but, it, but I can't go into so much detail on the actual birth chart. And I do recommend starting with the birth chart. But mm-hmm. yes, I absolutely do offer those readings. I do them to people all over the world via Skype or the telephone. Um, and I do also offer a membership on my website which you get you know downloads for each each week you get a sort of cosmic blog of telling you like the energies of the week how best you can work with those energies and I often include some sound baths some soul astrology sound baths in there too which are curated with planetary gongs um, Mm. specifically for the energies of that week oh my gosh Mm. sounds 
lovely and it really does makes me feel very calm just even thinking about it. Yeah, that, I've been d- diving into a couple different things. Like my, I worked with my psych- a psychic for the first time this year, and I had some angel card readings done, and I love it. And I want somebody to read my chart, and I just want to eat all of this up. Yeah, I'm like totally getting woo woo on people. But I love it. I I'm love used it. To it. I love it too. I love it. It's really helping me inform my life and make choices, and I'm all about it. So. Yeah, I'm all about scheduling a session. And our uh, listeners can find this all at your website, right? Yes, alchemywithambi.com is my website. And I'm um, at AskAmbi on Instagram, where I post little cosmic updates and little kind of coaching tips and just general sort of goodness to kind of hopefully lift people's day when they're kind of busy scrolling on social media. So yeah, come say hello, check it out. And um, hopefully there might be some content on there that could be of service as everybody navigates their way through life in the cosmos. Yeah. And you have just started a podcast. Yes, I have. I'm super excited about that. I only started it a month ago. So it's like, wow. It's new. Yeah, yeah it's a baby. It's a lot of fun. It's so much it's a baby. fun. It's, what do you think so, so yeah, far? Wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and um, I'm doing, at the moment, I'm doing just solo episodes, which I'm really, I mean, it's really fun and it's, I'm really excited that I'm doing it and I'm so excited to share with people and sort of, you know, share in this different format and I'm super excited about interviewing people in time to come. But it's work, but it's work that feels like fun and play and love. So it feels really, really good. Yeah, I mean, it's like you guys, right? This is a great, great conversation. And um, what better way to kind of like help people and to also explore for yourself. So yeah, I'm really excited to do it. But it's, my podcast is Alchemy with Ambi, and it's now officially on iTunes, Yay. which is mega exciting. Yeah, because it was on Yay. SoundCloud. The first episode that I listened to was just on SoundCloud. Yeah, I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, there's this big master plan. So I kind of put it on SoundCloud. And I'm like, oh, you need to actually put that on iTunes. I was like, oh, okay then. Yeah. Yay. I oh, I can't wait to subscribe. I'm going yeah. to subscribe right when we get off the phone. Oh, thank you. So I get to hear I'm your voice excited. there. And on that so retrograde, it'll be wonderful. <laughs> I'll be back with the girls soon. And I'm now on your podcast too. Yay. So yeah. Awesome. Great to be on all these different formats as well. Thank you, girls. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And we can't wait for our listeners to hear all about this episode. And it was just so wonderful to have you on. Thank you very much for having me. And um, I hope to speak to you both again. And hopefully get your listeners get some goodness out of this. And everyone has a wonderful March. And happy spring. Yay. Yes, you too. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, a huge thank you to Ambi for kind of letting us know maybe why we've been feeling some of the things we've been feeling in March. I know at the start of the episode, that was like a huge aha moment for me when we're like, wait, we all experienced the same weekend? That's crazy. So a huge thanks to her for clarifying that and for, I think, making all of these topics just a little less out there Mm -hmm. and a little more concrete and real and something that we can actually bring into practice and make work for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you can find her if you want to even do a session with Ambi. You can find her over at her website, alchemywithambi.com. And she's also on Instagram at askambi. 
and her podcast, Alchemy with Ambie. It's on iTunes for you to check out. Um, we just went and looked at it and listened to it. And I know you had listened to their first episode yep. on SoundCloud. And I'm so. subscribed already. Yep. So I we're subscribed good. Right after. She's just really, really lovely to talk to. And I know you can get a lot from her resources. Yep. She has a lot out there. So find her where you can. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this little bonus. And we will catch you during our regular episode next week. See you guys then. 